The Beast Dependency Podcast is brought to you by Total Radness. Shop your goofy food controller TWO merch and CTWC approved hardware on TotalRadNES.com. Welcome to the Peace Dependency Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, also known as Sir Mazer. In May, it has been announced that there will be a classic Tetris Dance World Cup. It will be held this summer in the city of Firth in Germany. Recent enough for me to drive two hours in my car to meet up with Jakub Trakti and Mark at Jakub's house in Dortmund. Besides talking about CTWC dance, we also talked about the Classic Tetris Germany organization and the journey of these and the journey of these three gentlemen in Classic Tetris. This is our conversation. Jakub, Mark, Trexi, welcome to the Peace Dependency Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here live on on video. If you if you're going to watch this on video but mark will get in we'll we'll start with you in a second but we have two new people here on the podcast Jakob and Trakti you know the first question to everyone who's new on the podcast is how did you get into NES Tetris so basically for me it was in like the beginning of 2019 the YouTube algorithm as usual got <laughs> me into the 2018 finals um, of uh, Jonas and Joseph. Yeah. And uh, I really, really liked the live audience and the atmosphere. And uh, I was fascinating of uh, such a simple game like Tetris being so complex at the same time. Yeah. And even with the different play styles, this just blew my mind. And I was like, okay, let's get into this game and start grind. But did you know they, they were playing that game? Did you know they were there was a world championship before you saw that video? No, I have never known that before. I've, it was like basically the YouTube algorithm saying, oh, hello, <laughs> uh, I have something like a Tetris tournament. Yeah. I know there was a game named Tetris, but I neither knew the version nor I do, did know that there was a, um, a world championship about this. So what did you do after you saw that video? How did you get into the community? Um, so firstly, I uh, grinded for myself like the first two months. On an emulator or uh, uh, Yeah, console? it was emulator first. Um, I didn't live at ho uh, at an own flat like now. Yeah. Um, so I had only my laptop and an emulator. So I started grind first. Um, got like quickly into those. I had half a year and then I go uh, got like... 350k PB. Yeah. Um, and there was like the 2019 um, uh, CTWC Gamescom qualifier where I 
met Mark the first time. Uh, he was winning this tournament, by the way. That was the tournament that was announced three days prior to the yeah. event, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah. Um, uh, but I already, uh, because I got into the game because of the Joseph Jonas video, I was so excited to meet Jonas IRL. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace in this uh, moment to him. Uh, but it was such a nice meetup. He was so kind. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went to him. I told him like, "Hey, yo, I got a, I have a 350k HPB. How to get better?" And he just told me, uh, uh, "Yeah, you just need to start uh, 15 and uh, just practice, and you'll get 400 quickly, and so on." And did that happen? Yes, it did. Like, uh, like two weeks, like after the tournament. Oh, nice. And did you know there was going to be that NES uh, CWC qualifier? Did you did you buy tickets because of that, or did you already had tickets for that convention? No, I already had tickets for the convention. It was uh, Gamescom is like well known in Germany and and also in Europe as well. So um, I was like, oh cool, let's get to Gamescom. And on Gamescom, I heard like, oh, there's this Tetris tournament. Yeah, I could go over there and play a bit. Nice, and. How did you get more involved within the community? Because currently you commentate the, the German Liga. That's a, that's a, a tournament that's held now for the second season, I guess? It's like already the third NTSC season and we'll get into the PAL fourth season in, in July. Oh, wow. So you, you commentate that, you do a lot of CTL. You used to do a lot of CTL. You did a little bit of CTM, uh, CTP. And all that, how did you get into commentating NES Tetris? So I guess the first commentating experience was like a very, very scuffed setup on CTP 2019, December, I believe, was it. Um, I was commentating, I believe, over a, a game of Adam MTS and Mark. I remember this one. <laughs> Because my setup was so, <laughs> the setup was so scuffed, uh, and he got a really, really nice late level chase down. I believe it was like twenty five ish, twenty level twenty five ish, and I was like commentating in the lamest possible way over this. <laughs> but uh, because I I wasn't practiced at all in commentating over such a thing, uh, but um, with more and more I developed an energic, I would call it energic yeah. style of commentating over matches, I I become very loud when it comes to very exciting, uh, a very excited moment. Oh, you can, can certainly become very loud because I was listening to the uh, uh, German championship in 2021 when the Poets and the Mark Michas were playing in the finals. And you pretty much, I don't know who was else on commentary, uh, on a commentary team uh, that day, but uh, the game one before the finals, you pretty much blew the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like, um, this was like my first live tournament to comment over, I believe. No, no, it wasn't, but it was one of my first, it was yeah. my first big live commentary <laughs> in front of a bigger crowd, you know. Um, and uh, the... The audio in the room, uh, it was very tricky to get it on uh, and with two microphones. And for the first matches of the tournament, the microphone was turned on the wrong side. And so <laughs> the sound was very strange. <laughs> Professional. Yeah, true. 
Germany stands for prof- <laughs> professionalists. <Yeah. laughs> but but hey, nobody, no one noticed it, uh, or no one told us like. Uh, it was only like the first five minutes where someone said the mics aren't turned on at all. But after this, no one told anything like, oh, no, this is a bad microphone quality. So you are a max out player? Yes. Um, how was your grind to a max out? Um, this grind took me like... Um, I got my max out in October 21. This is like already... Oh my goodness, it's already like nine months ago almost. <laughs> Feels like yesterday, actually. Yeah. Feels like yesterday, that's true. Um, so as I told you, I started at the beginning of 2019 with grinding. So um, my first bigger PB, which like also got me my first kill screen, was in the beginning of 2021 with an 889. Yeah. Um, and this PB st- uh, stood for a long time. Um, and after this, I was very much stuck on that one this was my last emulator pb because after this moment i was uh, i said to me um 19 plus on emulator is like very very hard for me yeah. so i got my uh, first crt i got my retron and uh, the tetris cartridge and just uh, grinded till the end and did you feel the difference between Playing on console and playing on on the emulator. Yes, it's such a big difference. Um, even if you do this um, emulator settings with like one frame run ahead, it's just such a big difference in feelings, and it feels so much better just with the real deal. So when you felt you like you you were going to commit to the grind to the max out, um, I I think this is uh, grinding to max out is like the the goal. For this first big goal for every DAS player out there. Um, so when I saw the, what scores are uh, able, uh, can be done, yeah. um, then I just uh, committed to at least have a max out. And uh, now I'm in the state, like after I got my first, I'm now at this state, at this moment, five max out. Yeah. Um, PB of A A94. And, uh, yeah, uh, I plan only to get my uh, DAS 1.1 and then just <laughs> switch to a different technique or quitting quitting the game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I won't quit the game. Just uh, I will just probably switch to roll. I'm already about to practice uh, this new technique. It's just so overpowered. <laughs> I mean, uh, he was uh, Tracti was watching me uh, yesterday in the evening doing some roll attempts, uh, but I didn't get anything yesterday. <laughs> it's ju- it's just so day dependent if the roll is good or it isn't. Um, so um, yeah, it's just about grinding, grinding, grinding. Once you have the grip out and everything. And do you plan to play full roll or do you want to switch, be uh, a hybrid player? So right now I practice with the fractal grip. I would call this. Yeah. This is like the you have. Uh, so I roll with right. Uh, I think fractal rolls with left, but I have the same thing for right hand rolling. Yeah. So you put it on your uh, left um, uh, on the knee basically. Yeah. And roll with right from below, and that's like my rolling grip. And from uh, switching from das to this grip is very hard. So. If I plan to implement this, because my 18 stacking with DAS is 
decent, I would say. Yeah. My my 19 is garbage, but that's <laughs> not that's not the thing. <laughs> so I would probably uh, go like for uh, playing 18 with Das maybe, and then uh, then switch to roll in to the transition to 19 plus. That nice. would be maybe a good thing to go. Yeah. And Traxy, how did you get into any Tetris? Um, actually, with me, it started the same as with Jakob. So I watched the 2018 World Finals yeah. between uh, Jonas and Joseph. But uh, from there, it took me a little longer to get into the scene compared to, to uh, Jacob. Because, like, I didn't really start playing at first. I only watched, like, CTM and CWC and stuff. I didn't even know I was a German community by then. <laughs> um, so I started playing, like, emulator... Uh, I think somewhere February uh, 2020, I think. So one and a half years later, pretty much. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't watch the uh, 2018 World Finals in 2018. I watched them somewhere in 2019. Oh, yeah. so I, I only watched for like half a year and then I was like, hmm, maybe you could try this yourself. <laughs> um, so I picked up the game and played some emulator, first NTC, then a bit of Paul, and then there was the a convention in Düsseldorf, not far away from here, uh, where I traveled, and there was some guy with an NES Tetris setup there. Oh, who, who, who coincidentally was Jacob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I ever played on console, actually. So, um, what were you I, doing there? Um, so we we had basically uh, this. Um, a promotional stand with uh, next here with Daniel from Next Heroes. Shout out uh, there. Um, we had like this one Tetris station and the high score challenge. Uh, so any casual can go there, play a bit, and get a high score noted. And oh, at yeah. the end of the day, whoever has the highest score uh, gets a goodie or something. And uh, funny, uh, funny, it was on the day that uh, I got, on this day, my first PAL 600K. Oh, nice. Uh, and it was, like, completely unrecorded, <laughs> of course. But of he's course. my witness that it happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> but was it, was it the time you knew, okay, this is playing on console, I play on emulator, I want to switch to console? Um, let's say it like that. Um, I played console for the first time there, and I immediately bought a console. So it was like night and day difference yeah. for me. Like I felt the delay between, like you press the button on the console, and it immediately switched. And I was like, "What kind of magic is this?" Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought I buy my own setup, and then that's what I started playing. Uh, I think that was like august 2020 or something and since then i'm playing on console are you play both paul and ntsc um i only got a ntsc setup for since like mid of last year or something that's when i started playing ntsc but the first year was only paul i would say you're not very known within the international mm -hmm. community you just pretty much focus on on the german scene um yeah i, I would say so i'm not i'm not it's not like um, I'm only focusing on that, but it's just the main area where I'm around at the moment. So um, it started like uh, with getting involved from the last German championship last year. So that's where I started getting involved in all the organization and stuff. So before that, I was not just a player, you know. Yeah. So that's why I changed. 
And uh, do you plan to to focus more on international stuff, or do you want to keep it with classic tattoos with Germany? No, as b because like um, especially because of CWC deaths and stuff. Um, um, obviously, you have to know all the communities and how they interact with each other. Yeah, and, like there are like many differences in the world, so you have to like be. It, it it's always an advantage if you know all the players from around the world. Yeah. So. That's why I'm focusing. How did you get into Classic Tetris Germany, the organization? Um, actually, it started with Mark just coming <laughs> by because of uh, one of his um, jobs back then. And he was like, yo, is there someone in town who wants to meet up? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, and then he uh, uh, traveled by and just uh, stayed at my flat for a few days. And we just yeah. hang out and did some Tetris stuff together and... Yeah, and then somewhere a few months later, he asked me if I would want to help with the German Championship, and that's where it all started. And since then, I'm part of the team, and, and we're what, working on everything. And yeah. And what's your role then within Classic Tapas Germany? Um, well, officially, I'm basically the guy who writes everything. I have no clue. In Germany, it's called Schriftführer, <laughs> but what the hell? Protocolist? Something like that? I Is guess this so. a word? Protocol? Like, Protocol? Like pro protocolist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You write protocols. the protocol and and yeah. spreadsheets and maybe that all. Yeah. yeah. But generally, I'm more a guy who is behind the scenes, like organizing stuff from behind. Like maybe sometimes doing a bit of stream work, sometimes like buying stuff and like <laughs> well carrying free CRTs <laughs> to a different town by train. Like stuff Money like this. is your job. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm not usually not seen in front of the camera. And you do a lot of behind the scenes, but do you want to do stuff in front of a camera or maybe commentating or something like that? Um, I think I'm best at like doing organization stuff in the background. I'm not the, I'm not an entertainer yeah. to say it like this. I think I'm just uh, my main uh, strength is at just organizing in the background and uh, make sure everything is going to work correctly and be prepared for everything and stuff like this. You do you do organize mm -hmm. uh, uh, your own tournaments within mm -hmm. within classic Tetris Germany. I think we had the Leip Leipzig yeah. uh, qualifier a couple of weeks ago. Is it fun to organize something like that, or is it? Or do you want to say, okay, just give me one job, let me do the protocols, let me do this, and I don't want to worry about the rest. I mean, of course, it's always easier if you have a lot of people who can help you, and so you can distribute all the tasks many different people yeah it just makes sure that everything is working correctly and everyone has his own job and everyone can focus on that solely um sadly it wasn't quite like this in leipzig <laughs> because i was basically those two peeps are weren't there uh, for example <laughs> um so i was just i'm not i wasn't on my own but like i had to uh, search for a lot of external help from my friends and stuff who yeah don't even um, have something to do with tetris because it was just, it was quite a big event. We had like more setups than at the German Championship, for example. Oh, really? So it was <laughs> like, uh, we had like, what was it, 10 setups plus Game Boy setup plus a PlayStation setup there. So for it what? PlayStation for just for? For, for Tetris, yeah, yeah. Oh. Just, just as a side <laughs> station. Because it was an event where just uh, like randoms who don't have anything to do with Tetris could yeah. come by. So like kind of like a convention but it was like free to participate there for everyone even 
visitors also and organizers both were like free to participate. Yeah. Um, so like there were a lot of people coming by and because it was it weren't like that many people, it was a bit difficult to control everything, but it, in the end it yeah. worked pretty well. I uh, I can't recall if you ever played a match online. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I do. I'm just not uh, that popular, I guess, because like I'm playing CTGL. I'm playing CTP. Okay, not in like last few months, but I played CTP like eight times, surely. Um, I was playing CTDS as well. Actually, I managed to qualify. So nice. So, but. And I played in CTEG against Poet, actually, in the first round. So, like, I, I'm playing quite a lot of tournaments, but I'm just not the kind of um, flashy guy that, like, screams, like, hello, I'm here. So I'm just always a bit in the background. That's why I'm not... Um, you, it's hard to notice me. Yeah. Inside like this. And maybe... Uh, I'm Maybe when I looked it up, I was only focused on the major NTC tournaments and pretty much, uh, Paul, like, classic Tetris Ball and all that. But uh, yeah, like I didn't know that you <laughs> that you played in in CTEC, which which is which is supposed to be the biggest tournament in Paul mm. every year. <laughs> I actually managed to qualify every time since I tried. Actually, in the first year, I was pretty lucky and got almost PB yeah. from level nine, which managed me to qualify. And last year, I got PB to qualify for CTEC. Somehow, oh, nice. CTEC quality is always PB land for me. Have so. you you've never been to Copenhagen? Uh, Sadly, I wasn't part of the scene when in, uh, before COVID, so I only started like when all the online stuff was happening. So I never had the chance. But maybe this year. Maybe yeah, because because has announced that they mm -hmm. will go back to live, live in person, live events. End of the year, they are working on a location and all that. Not not much details has come out, but uh, European communities already have making plans to go as a group and and. We will as well. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we need the same. The same happens. But uh, Mark, it's been um, one and a half years since uh, we last talked on the podcast. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's been. A rumor has it that you never listened to it. <laughs> I actually uh, listened to the first half of it, and then I kind of got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Not because of you, but because of me. But like my my answers weren't that. It was um, it was a time where uh, you you cleared nineteen five for the first time in the in recorded history, and it has been recorded many 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 times since. But you were the first one who got it on a on a camera. Uh, you were the reigning CTWC German champion. At the time, we flew to Portland for the last CTWC in 2019. We spoke about that a lot during the last podcast. But also, a lot of things changed since the last time we uh, we talked. You grew a beard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one of one of the things. But uh, what was it like for the last one and a half years? Pretty much after uh, the German Championship in 2020, which was in the I think in the in the next hero store in the, in Starbrücke, the COVID uh, the COVID one. So what what did you do those those past eighteen months, Tetris wise? I feel like it all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, like twenty twenty was still okay, but like 
uh, at some point, especially, I don't know, like beginning of 2021, um, I kind of just got worse at Tetris for some reason. Um, may, might be because I had less time on my hand. I, I, I got a job for like a few months. It was like a all all time job basically. Yeah. Twenty four seven, and after that, I I moved out of my parents' place. I started um, studying in university, so I just uh, didn't play as much Tetris. And you you can you can tell that um, I'm not as good. As I used to be, like I, I lose so many matches right now. Yeah. I don't win any tournaments anymore. You actually lost against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about that here. Um, What was it? The German Liga, or it was on the first third uh, qualifier, uh, like a few <laughs> weeks ago. It was like the first um, qualifying event for the upcoming uh, Germany Championship in Bayern. Was in that Bavaria? Yeah, yes. Bavaria. Yeah. Oh nice. Um and I have to say as a player it was kind of it's kind of hard for me um because like if if you have something you're really good at and you have also some people who want to see you win and all that yeah. it feels great and then you get worse and it's basically you know you you don't have this thing anymore and it's kind of like um I it's hard to explain I like I I had some kind of uh, A crisis, I would say. Like yeah. I was thinking, am I still good at Tetris? Am I even one of the best German players, even, or am I just like a tier two player now? Like, Did you wanted to quit Tetris? No, like never, not playing competitive quit. anymore? Uh, no, I right now it's like I know that I'm not good and I'm not gonna win, so I'm just playing for fun. Because I also don't really care about Elo that much, so uh, I don't care about losing Elo. I don't know what my elo is right now. I don't want to know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you. No, please don't. <laughs> I have some good news. I think the results from our local tournaments are not in there yet. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in in other parts of my life, uh, it went uphill. Like CTG organization, all that we expanded the team because before that the team was one person. That was me, basically, <laughs> and uh, Daniel for the German championships. So now we have uh, Trekti, we have Jakub, we have Jacob, we have Audioholica who is helping as well. We have uh, Mitolex who does the graphics. So it's um, it's way more professional. We're yeah. doing way more tournaments, way bigger tournaments. Um, so that's that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's deep dive a little bit into the Classic Tetris Germany organization. You are a non-profit organization in in Germany, so you get money from the government to to host tournaments like the Germany Championship and all that, right? We don't get money from the government, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But we get money uh, from our own pockets. So <laughs> 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 work hard for it. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's not, these pockets are not infinite, uh, yeah. infinity, infinite. But um, yeah, we we sell t-shirts sometimes. We Now we have a, um, how you say it in English, like a Uh, we can uh, we can uh, have uh, like entry fees into the the organization, right? Or what? What? The, it, it it is hard to tell because because uh, like the organization thingies aren't that. Uh, this uh, German thing called Verein is not that known outside of Germany. Oh yeah, because it doesn't exist everywhere, anywhere. Basically, we have ways to take money from people um, <laughs> to to spend on on the tournaments, and uh, but still, that's that's not enough. We're still making minus, 
but that's like we are we're happy to pay pay that from our own pockets like uh, we are dedicated so when did you decide that you needed to expand the team um it was kind of by accident <laughs> i would almost say like um last ctgc the german pal championship 2021 2021 yeah. yes it was the biggest uh, championship yet and then i knew i i had to expand the team for that specific tournament yeah so i i asked uh track i asked jakob jakob i mean sorry and they kind of stuck with the organization uh, organization like i was uh, in my mind it was just for this tournament yeah <laughs> interesting to know that, that's that's a thing we didn't know either before yeah, so i mean yeah. i wasn't planning ahead that's like who i am you know but they kind of stuck with me that's really annoying no i'm uh, i'm sorry I'm, I'm just kidding of course um yeah and then we did everything together we had uh, we have meetings every week yeah once a week and uh, i'm really grateful to to have found these guys very dedicated people so and yeah you have meetings every week what are the things you discuss because now we'll talk about it ctwc yeah for now it's ctwc yeah. das is, is is on uh, uh will be talked on the meetings but when you're just three four weeks after a german championship and there is no international tournament you're going to organize are you planning ahead what's what will 2023 look uh, look like where are we going to host qualifiers for a german offense are we going to host the ctwc germany qualifier and are you planning where is going to take every tournament place yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically we have like i don't know six tournaments this year so every time one tournament is over we already have to plan the next tournament yeah um, and we're also planning we're looking for conventions where we can go uh, for tournaments we're talking about that we need meetings for about i don't know graphics for announcements like every it's like if if you think about it uh, maybe from an outside perspective one meeting a week is kind of a lot but it's actually not enough <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much things to talk about like for just one tournament you have to talk about how to get the setups how to get the setups there yeah uh, take in entry fees uh, fees or not like t the time schedule Sponsors, location sponsors bracket size like everything and you we uh, basically we need like two meetings for one event yeah like two weeks for planning one event but there's one event every week so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot uh, a lot of work also goes into that how do you plan where you're going to uh, have competitions where do how do you plan where you're going to be for a german qualifier or where where you're going to be for a the German qualifier last year for CTWC. That was one of the few qualifiers that was in person. Uh, it happens to be in the same weekend where uh, the Bavaria qualifier was uh, the previous day or the next day, one or the other. But how do you how do you know? Okay, this tournament is going to be in Leipzig. This tournament is going to be in Dortmund. Oh, we want one in we want one in uh, Neuenberg, for example. It's basically all connections, to be honest. Like uh, I, I've been doing this for years now, so I have a lot of connections to like um, event organizers and 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 uh, things like that. So basically, in Leipzig, where's the HTWK, the German name? It's yeah, it's you can explain it. Of applied sciences in official English. <laughs> exactly that, <laughs> and they do like a yearly event, like a video game 
thing event and uh, so that and he's he's going to that university so that was kind of obvious that we're doing something there and the bavaria things we have uh, audioholica who's also in the event um, management scene and he has um he manages the pixels uh bar i would say the yeah. bar thing there so he helped us with um with this location for example and it's like in in Saarbrücken in, in Saarland we have uh, Daniel from Next Heroes he has the retro börsen yeah. retro conventions basically we're doing promotional sense there it's basically all connections right now you do also uh, you do like what Jakob did in in 2019 i think uh just go to a convention and let people play NES Tetris and we are classic Tetris Germany this is our community this is what we do or are you just planning to do competitions and and all that? Uh, we're also doing that, both. Like for example, like I said, the retro conventions, there's where um, there's no tournament, there's just like a, a station and people can play. Yeah. Uh, because the mindset is on conventions, bigger conventions with many people. We're doing stands. Yeah. Uh, stations because there's a lot of people who never played, but. Um, if, for example, we have one location just for the tournament, yeah. then we're going to do a competition because no one will go there who doesn't want to compete. In, in this. What, are, what are the reactions when you are on a convention and you have a stand and the only thing you have is a CRT, is a either NTSC or a PAL uh, console with the game and they were like, yeah, go ahead, play it. Um, I mean, most reactions, if people want to play, we all always ask people, do you want to play a little? Most people just say, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they watch for 10 minutes, they, they stand there and watch, and then I'm like, do you want to play as well? And they're like, no. And then I walk away. <laughs> uh, but if people do play, it's always something like, oh, I used to play on my Game Boy when I was little, or oh, my mom played it on her Game Boy when she was little, you know. It's always uh, what you hear, like, I used to play this like years ago, it's so... Uh, interesting that you you have it here and if we are not on retro conventions uh on something else people always ask why do you play on crts yeah like can you not afford like uh, normal <laughs> screens and you always have to answer the same always, question always. <laughs> <laughs> and there aren't they surprised that a uh, 34 33 year old game you show them as a uh, 21 year old <laughs> you weren't even born when when the game <laughs> got released neither neither did i but it's it's a game that old and you're bringing it to retro conventions but people expect elderly people to to stand there and showcase this is nes tetris this is what we do but we have a couple of youngsters here who want to promote this game and the community in germany and all that <laughs> uh, actually people are never surprised about that they never ask like, "Oh, you're so young. Why are you playing Tetris?" <laughs> I think <laughs> that, that never happened. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I think that's a thingy because, um, like everyone in the world like knows Tetris, and they just see, "Oh, there's this funny block game. I'm gonna play it." Maybe. So they don't actually uh, check like which version this is. They see, "Oh, that's Tetris. I know that. Maybe I'm gonna do my level five starts or something. I don't know." Yeah. Um. 
And um, most of those casual people, I would say, they don't even know that you can start above level nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why we, uh, when we go to this uh, promotional stands and conventions, um, uh, that's what we want to establish. We want to put, if we have the, uh, the, uh, the, the possibility to do so, uh, to take a pro and stand him next to a casual and let him explain, like techniques and stacking and everything yeah that, that would be a long-term goal i believe um so we can get more and more good people into the scene uh, th this would be very great what a player that you met on conventions sticks around in the german scene you're one of them yeah we talked he, about that. he obviously um that's a, a hard question because for me it's like if I know these people, I don't remember from where I know these people. <laughs> I just know them. I I really have to think think about it. But I think um it's what happens very often is that people are already kinda in the community. Yeah. But not not actively. They're just on the server or something. Yeah. And then they come to a tournament and they see, oh, these people are actually nice. And <laughs> and then they, they become active they start uh, chatting with us and, yeah uh, going to the tournaments i think it mostly happens that way like people watch maybe ctwc they find the the ctg server somehow they join and then they attempt the tournament maybe because they're interested or whatever and then they become active members who start playing in the league and yeah. um, and in tournaments what are the goals for 2023 for the german scene for classic chess with germany because we now have 2022, we have German uh, German Championship in June. We'll talk about CTWC DAS in a moment, but that is going to be held in August. And uh, let me maybe let me rephrase it. Are there plans for the second half of 2022, or are you going to focus on 2023 after CTWC DAS is done? For now, we're focusing on the first half of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think after that, uh, we all need a break, to be honest. <laughs> it's so stressful right now. Uh, but so I think the second half of 2022 will be more like promotional stands and small tournaments. And we haven't really planned about 2023 um, uh, for now, but it's going to be like every year, go go bigger, go stronger. Yeah. So we probably will have to expand the team again <laughs> because um, reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's getting bigger and busier yeah. and all that, yeah. And is it is it is it uh, 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 always paying off, putting time into this organization, or are there times where you're like, oh my god, I want to quit. <laughs> let 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 me stop. I think it's al always worth. I I think for me it's always worth it. Like. Sometimes you can debate if like weeks of of organization and like all the spent money and traveling all that way is worth to meet like seven other people that you met every week basically. <laughs> um, but for me, it's it's always worth just just seeing seeing the people again and um, things like that. I think Trekty can tell you more about that because he prob probably um, spent the most work into a single tournament which was leipzig i i don't know anyone from the team uh, ex except for me in the earlier years of course yeah who put that much work into just one tournament 
So uh, maybe he can tell you if it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of fun actually organizing all of it. The best thing is when you like work on something really hard and for a lot of time. Yeah. Seeing it turn out well is like such a good feeling in the end. Because like, you know, all the effort you put in was worth it. Um, of course, like you always have this, you always see some stuff that you can do better. That's like, I don't think any tournament or convention will ever be perfect. No, like, no. But um, in the end, I was really, really um, happy with how the tournament went. And especially since it was basically the first tournament I ever organized as a main, main organizer. Yeah. So um, although it is a lot of investment in, time, in, in things like um, money and time, but I would say it's definitely worth it. And is it something you want to do next year, or yeah, uh, definitely. And and what are the things you then you want to do differently, or what are the things you want to do the same, whenever you're going to organize the the Leipzig qualifier? So first up, the problem is that I don't have a car, um, <laughs> which makes um, carrying all the setups, especially the CRTs and uh, PC for streaming, um, yeah. to locations very difficult. Um, like I. I needed a lot of help from friends who have cars, for example, so they had had to help me out. Um, so that's the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get the driver license. Yeah. Um, also, I think one thing that we could improve on um, was um, just getting more people, more staff people to the tournament. Yeah. Because, like it was a really big event, and we were just not enough people. So we have to really work on expanding the team. That's something we really have to do, um, so we can grow as a community. Where are the most players in Germany? Um, basically, I, I would say in Nordrhein-Westfalen. That's where we are right yeah, now. Where we yeah, are right now, there's a lot of players, and then for some reason, there's one really strong hotspot in Leipzig. Mm, yeah, kind of. Kind of, where like um, usually you have like one player per city. For every city, one player, and then like on a Bundesland, how do you say it in English? Um, it's like it's like a state in state. the US, like yeah. a sub-state. I would say you have like I don't know, ten to twenty players, and then in Leipzig, there are like uh, six <laughs> players in one city. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, most of them uh, started playing individually. Yeah. And then met afterwards. <laughs> And some of them even went to the same university without knowing that they're Tetris players. <laughs> actually, actually true. I studied together with two other people who were playing by the time, but I didn't know. Like, and I worked with them in projects. And never really? Knew. It was only like <laughs> when I watched the game later on the stream, I was like, wait a minute. I know this guy. I've seen this one before somewhere. And I was ne like, never talked about oh hobbies God. and all that. No, not really. I mean, this guy I'm talking about right now is... Uh, even more quiet than I am, <laughs> so we really weren't uh, weren't like talking a lot back then. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, it's not you're not um, put, um, taking out your laptop in the middle of a class no. and start playing on your Tetris. So, well, you uh, can, but I mean, you can, but usually you don't. Okay, um, sometimes you do, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know people who are playing Tetris in class. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're going to maximize your training, right? So. <laughs> it's another thing to bring a CRT and then a console <laughs> and all that to class. Even though I saw, saw last week on, on Instagram that Doge 
bring brought his brought a CRT and a NES to uh, to to his class, and they were playing NES games. I th- I think that uh, the thing you need for this is like uh, those uh, CRTs in the size of uh, BV has, for example. Oh he yeah, has, like this really <laughs> mini things you can uh, smuck into the classroom and just play like for very secretly like you can put a t-shirt over it or something i don't know i mean in bv's case you can play uh, tetris on a camera lens yeah. of a camera yeah <laughs> <laughs> and have a max out of the have a have a max out on that that is insane <laughs> but what was your reaction the first time you saw that person after you saw them on screen you were like i i, I I saw you on. on <laughs> I saw you playing Tetris. I play Tetris myself. It was actually a small meetup where we kind of met with together with two other people, uh, Mark was there as well, I think. Um, so we were like, it's really kind of awkward in a way because you know them for one thing, yeah. and then at a sudden um, they invade a different space. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> so like. It was really awkward, so you could actually talk to them about NES Tetris. Like, how how likely is it that you can walk to a different to a random person on the street and talk about yeah. to them about NES Tetris? Like, almost zero. So that's what it felt like to me. Like, I'm talking to someone I know and he suddenly knows about NES Tetris. Yeah. So that was really uh, surprising <laughs> and a bit weird because we never talked never talked about it. <laughs> Did you do you talk a lot about uh, with them about uh, NES Tetris? Sadly, no. That's uh, I th- feel like they are not um, that involved into the community. I think yeah. they are playing just for fun, for themselves, and like they only uh, visit like local tournaments, which yeah. is fine. They can do whatever they want. To. Yeah. Um. So we are not that in touch with each other. Oh, yeah. Sadly. Then, um, then the reason why I am here and uh, why we're all here, um, we're going to turn the clock a little bit back. I think it was March. Uh, Mark, you you said that there was going to be tournaments where you couldn't use either tapping or rolling. But and then people ask, is can you use das only? Uh, you didn't give an answer <laughs> on that. <laughs> Secret. So then we had the Benelux Germany meetup in my hometown, and you still didn't want to say anything <laughs> about that. So when we are uh, planning to part ways outside, like the very last moment, <laughs> <laughs> you explained to me what was going on. <laughs> like we were ready to take the group picture, and then you explained to me very briefly what was going on, <laughs> and I was like, I want to get involved in this. So that's where the seed was planted to to do this podcast, and I knew I had my season two finale. So. When, how, and when did you, or did you all, where was the seed planted that you wanted to organize a jazz-only tournament? And where did it, it's, where did you think, oh, let's make it a world championship? Actually, pretty early, earlier than you would think. I think it was last year, like... Um, October or November, October, something uh, about that. And I had the idea. And I think I first told Jacob or or Tricky about it. I think um, it was you. You talk. Uh, you talked to us like in the beginning of uh, twenty of this year, like 
very early January or something. Okay, basically I had the, the idea back then, but I was feeling like also already about the World Championship. Yeah. Because I was feeling and and back then rolling was a thing already, but it didn't uh, take take off uh, as much as it uh, was now. So I was I was feeling like it's not the right time now yeah. uh, yet to present it to the team. Um, I really wanted, I don't know how to explain, but I wanted to to wait for the right time to present it to my team so yeah. that they're also as motivated for that. So I, I waited to th um, presenting until like beginning of this year. Yeah. And then we had a weekly meeting. <laughs> and I was like, guys, listen, I have this amazing idea. And I told them and everyone was um, so excited about the idea. So that were, uh, was how the plant was seeded. Um, what did you already do before April, before we met? Because Vince Clemente is on board of, of C2WC. When did you contact him to with the idea that you had? Yes. Mm, February, March, April. <laughs> I don't know. In, in so some some month. <laughs> So basically, uh, we wanted to uh, to make some rough estimations about uh, like where would it take place, when it would be take place, yeah. bracket size, like the basic stuff. We um, already uh, thought about that because we wanted to go to Vince and tell him, hey, uh, we have uh, this great idea for the World Championship and we would like to do it like this, this, this. How do you think is it like... <laughs> We weren't even knowing if they would say, oh, well, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so we pretty much uh, just came around with a, with a plan already. So, um, so yeah, but, but we are not at the point yet where everything is like detailed planning and something. Currently, you mean, or Quite back in the day. Yes. Ma yeah. Maybe when the podcast comes out, we know a lot more, but yeah. not while we're recording this. So what was Finn's reaction? Um, at first he was uh, he liked the idea yeah but at first he was kind of skeptical about making it a world championship why because he was thinking that um, not every player who would like to attend could attend because of COVID still yeah but after I mean COVID uh, situation is getting better and better and then after some time he was um cool with the idea and he liked the idea he was also helping out with organization a little he um, got us a sponsorship with uh, Hyperkin for the Retrons we, we got some Retrons for that nice so now he's fully on board and yeah <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Hyperkin yeah <laughs> sponsor of uh, of the Das World Cup yeah so you you brought up that people can't uh, take place uh, can't participate in the Das World Cup because of COVID. So we'll talk about the details of the Das World Cup a little bit later on. But let me let me throw this in. The two or three weeks ago, the announcement was made that there will be a Das World Cup, and the first thing, and it's pretty much going on still since since then, is that why do you want to have a World Championship A in Europe? And be for dance only. I mean, dance only is kind of obvious, I would say, because um, rolling and tapping, especially rolling, is taking over, and 
with tapping, death players had like 0.1% chance. And now with rolling, they have like 0.0.0001% chance, yeah. maybe. Um, and I feel like uh, we are talking about that with um, the, like, different people like Grand Design as well. But many people feel like rolling is actually a blessing for Des because rolling is the thing that made uh, Des only tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. So that that's obvious. We want to give Des players a chance because uh, not everyone can learn rolling. Not everyone wants to. And I am. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bigger idea is to make it like, you you know, yeah, like um, in other sports, you have different categories of the same sport. Yeah. Like in swimming, you have, I don't know, like freestyle, you can do everything. And then you have, you only do one specific style of swimming. We, it, the goal is to make it kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe someday even a uh, completely death structure around the world with its own qualifier tournaments yeah. and all that. Is that is that a plan to, to that you want to have qualifiers for the Dance World Championship? I mean, that's not completely completely in our hands because obviously obviously they will be around the world. Yeah, but that's we want that to happen at some point. Yes. But what do you think about the critique that the top ten dance players, most of most of them are Americans, or some of them are Americans, they can't participate. Uh, Scamper Nine organized the CT DAS tournament that uh, pretty much concluded when this announcement this announcement was uh, was made. So people go, but the CT DAS that was the true world championship, and you can't have everyone to fly to Germany and go to Firth and and, and participate there. So. In a way, maybe it's the same with with CTWC. Um, whenever that will be announced, or where ever that will be announced, it, it might be the same. But what do you think of that critique? That it's it's it is a tr world championship, but can it be a true world championship? Because not all of the best players can participate or have the the money or the time to fly out. I think you can look at all the tournaments in different perspectives. Like if you look at only one perspective, which is uh, having the most skill and finding the best player in the world, then obviously Scampa's death tournament will be the real world championship. It's yeah. the same with CTWC. If you only look at as as many good players as possible, um, or I, I should say as many of the top 1% of players, yeah. <laughs> um, just about skill finding the best player when CTM is the real watch championship, not yeah. CTWC. But the um, the free life tournaments, there's so much different factors, so much di dif uh, different perspectives. Just also the the meetup factor, like we don't have a meetup that big in Europe. Yeah, we have CTEC of course, but that's more like a European only thing. And CTWC for me was never only about finding the best player yeah but also about like connecting with the community and it's it's way healthier for community growth to have um IRL tournaments yeah so that's why we're doing it IRL there was never a doubt that that you wanted to go IRL there was never thought about let's go online no basically with in the german scene i think we never had an like in bigger online tournament even with the COVID, we were looking for ways to do the, the stuff irl 
if you look at the tournament history in 2020 especially, I think Germany was the only country that had an IRL tournament. Poland also had an uh, IRL tournament oh, yeah, in Poland 2020. Well, of course. And the funny thing was, we talked about that on, on episode 4 of the podcast, yeah. and that like within the, the, the time that the recording took place and the, the airing of the recording, Poland had had, <laughs> had their... Uh, IRL championship, so we couldn't include that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the whole online thing was was great for that time, but I actually think in long term, it might have hurt the community a little bit because now people are used to organizing online tournaments. Yeah. And I think that that should change because now, if you look at the, the regional qualifiers, many are still online. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense if it's a regional qualifier you know so i think a uh, long-term goal would be to have every major thing um offline yeah except for of course ctm ctp and all the leagues the different online tournaments that are supposed to be online yeah and how do you decide where you are going to organize a tournament like this because you have whole germany and then the city that has been chosen was the city of Firth. Uh, what is it? Adjacent to Neunberg, uh, uh, in the north of uh, the Bavaria uh, state. You you have contacts in Saarbrücken. The the uh, German championship was held in a small cinema in in Saarbrücken. Why not go there, or why not go for different locations that you already had uh, qualifiers? Uh, the idea was that we already have the German PAL Championship in Saarbrücken and we are planning on having CTWC Germany there as well this year. So it just doesn't make sense to have every German tournament in one city. We kind of want to build everything up across Germany. But if you have all the yeah. infrastructure there in, in Saarbrücken, because you know the place, you know the tiny amount of area you had for yeah. y y the sound and all that. <laughs> I mean, one thing is that Ferd is much, much more um, accessible for people in Germany and also like for coming from Europe, even from overseas. Yeah. Because there is Frankfurt Airport and like Saarbrücken is like, it might be pretty near, but there is no good uh, connection there. It's oh, like yeah. in a bit, a little bit of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Third is like much better accessible. Also, we have our connections there as well, so we are not getting into trouble with infrastructure or anything. So that's why we chose this location. We do know that the CGWC dance is going to take place in the city of Firth, but we don't know a location yet. Can you tell us now where it's going to be held, or do you have multiple options? Um, there is one location that is pretty much confirmed already, but it cannot be announced yet. And when do we know? When it will be announced. As soon as it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Political wow. correct answer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> also, I will make a cut here because I need to attend the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Mic drop. Total Radness! Total Radness! Yo, this is Steve DeLuca of Total Radness, home of the Tetris World Tetris Order. Tetris World Order. Bring 
Ready to get rolling on the right side? Dominate the D-pad with a goofy foot controller. Visit TotalRadNES.com to score a controller modded by the inventor, me. We've also got TWO gear, CTWC approved hardware, and a ton of additional retrospective madness. Tune in to twitch.tv slash totalradness to watch Quaid and I take the BLV to 11. Also, don't miss the other homies at Aaron Jawsamoki for the Boom Tetris house parties with the Kitchen Dwellers. And at Classic Vomps for those classic Tetris nuts. Be the best and keep it TWO for, for, for life. We will return to the conversation in a minute. But first, if you like the Peace Dependency Podcast, help us grow. Please share the podcast with every classic Tetris fan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Peace Dependency. You can also like our Facebook page, Peace Dependency. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will have all the podcasts available at full length. Also, you can listen to the Peace Dependency podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Peace Dependency. On that channel, we'll have mini documentaries, NES Tetris related topic videos and more NES Tetris content. Also, join the Tetris Friendly's Discord server. Besides the fact that it's the place to discuss anything PDP, you can also participate in some lovely friendlies or put your ELO on the line in the various ELO battles. If you have a suggestion who we need on the next Peace Dependency podcast, let us know through your socials or the Discord channel. Now, let's get back to the conversation where we will continue talking about CTWC Dance. So let's go over a little bit over the, the structure of CTWC Dance. It's going to be taking place for two days, Saturday and uh, and Sunday. And um, you, you sent me the, the time schedule for today. And on my schedule... It said that the qualifier, qualifying process, would start at 8 a.m. local time. Well, luckily, that changed to 10 a.m. <laughs> and now, it's, it's going to be a long day because you will have five hours now of qualifying. And then you have the round of 32 or round one on the same day. So we're going to start at 10 a.m. We will be done by 9 p.m. on that day. Why? Did you make that decision to do qualifying and round one, the full round one on the same day? Um, first of all, to on the second day, so you can have a bigger focus on the top 16 or whatever, the top players, um, because that's where the main action will be at. Yeah. And second, back then, we al already wanted to have a possibility to expand the bracket if necessary, which probably will be necessary <laughs> because we have a, lo a lot of announcements uh signups already signups yeah exactly and are we looking for 84 or are we looking for 46 or we're looking for 182 or what are, what's what is this bracket expansion going to be look like 256 256 <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um probably 48 probably yeah 
I mean, I, I mean, it could be really depend on uh, how many signups we still get. Like we are working on all the advertisements, and the more information we get, the more people know. Okay, I want to attend, or I don't want yeah. to attend, and the more people will fill in the signup form. Um, so we are trying to be very flexible about the amount of signups that come in. Yeah. So that's why we made the schedule like this, so we can easily like scale it up. So maybe have a little bit less of qualifying, but but more time for round one, or we can do a little bit of round one the next day. More like just have more setups. More like, setups. <laughs> so, so you can just uh, make sure you have a thing. That's uh, like, uh, it's not obvious that it's concurrent, but um, most likely the times will stay about the same. Yeah. Um, but just it depends on do we use four setups, do we use six setups, do we use two streams, do we have to take three streams? Uh, so like that's, we're just um, making it broader instead of changing it. Do you want to restream every match or do you want to have probably one or two main streams and then those other matches that that will focus will you can record the, the probably the other matches that that aren't streamed but do you want to showcase every every match so the plan is definitely that we stream every match because uh we believe that this is like the best way to go yeah like uh every match to happen live uh, it was um i don't know if this was at uh, some CTWC where we just got uh, infos from side, side station on streams which someone screamed, oh, this player got eliminated or yeah. something like that. Um, I mean, that's cool, but um, uh, I'd like to see that by myself as, yeah. a, as a viewer from my, from my perspective. So we probably will uh, go and expand the, the number of streams instead rather than just... Uh, press the record button for the others and then go to the stream and say, hey, this player got eliminated, by the way. And this is how. Yeah. And this is how. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. okay, okay. And is it, is it a goal to make everyone play? So if you, you, you potentially want to expand the bracket, so let's say you have a uh, 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 84 bracket size, do you want everyone to play that round one? Or do you want everyone who qualifies that they can play one match? Or is it... This is a hard limit. This is a hard cap. Like, um, there, there's of course a balance you need to uh, have in mind. Uh, we have only this weekend and we have uh, limited resources. But uh, on the other hand, we of course want to have as many players as possible yeah. participating in the bracket because um, a lot of players come from, uh, as we discussed uh, before, from other countries, even under other continents, and it would be a shame if we just would say, "No, you may not participate uh, participating because the bracket is too small." Right? Yeah. So uh, we will probably uh, look for a possibility to let the bracket size be as big as possible. Yeah, and maybe online qualifying before the the event that you have as much time. Uh, uh, for other players? We usually don't like online qualifiers simply because of the reason that it's different setups. Not everyone has the same chances because of this. Like some people maybe only have uh, black and white CRT, for example. Yeah. Also, you don't have the. Um, some people maybe don't even have NTSC consoles at home. So yeah. They can't even qualify from home. So it's. Uh, also, we have some other things prepared to make sure um, everything is going to be. Um, 
legal and fair for everyone. Um, so we have, to, uh, so we really, really prefer it to be uh, yeah on person qualifying. So it's going to be CTWC style qualifying. You have uh, X amount of time to qualify, 10 a.m. to f uh, 3 p.m. Uh, five hours. You can can rent an hour for a rental station, and then uh, most max outs, and then a kicker. That's that's going to be the seating uh, seating order. Yes. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe in DAS tournaments. It is not that much about uh, getting some really real high scores above one million. It's like already special to get uh, a qual max out. So uh, that's why we still go with the max plus kicker in yeah. a way. And probably CDWC will... It's, it's just the way it always has been yeah. with CDWC. Well, okay. So why... I mean, you have to say for that specifically, it makes a lot of sense. Because 1.1s yes. are not that common. Yeah. Um, so, but it, when you look at rolling where people like do max outs on a regular basis, um, the system might have to be reworked. Um, but for that, it doesn't. It, it just works perfectly fine. How do you know when a player is not playing with the DAS playstyle? How do you try to regulate that? Uh, we're working on special DAS only cartridges. Yeah. Where it's going to be impossible to tap overall basically obviously i won't go into technical details how how um, that works exactly but that that's the easiest way because that way you don't have to monitor everything you can just let people play and be sure they don't roll i mean those people could try to roll but it wouldn't give them any advantage uh it would be even disadvantages over yeah. the real deal with the play das play style so um yeah that that's what we opt to um to have with this cartridges so we don't uh, the other way would just be have a lot of refs yeah uh, which are at every station and check okay is he playing with the das play style i mean rolling won't be a disadvantage rolling will just not work at all like <laughs> yeah it's not an option yes but if people normally play with a hyper tapping style and play with DAS and they have they have a quick tap setup and they just automatically go into tapping it, it, it won't work or will only work for that quick tap and the rest uh, the rest of the inputs are are uh, negligated okay. like we said we are not um, sharing the exact technical details simply because of um, possibilities people could um, try to make use of it yeah um, so we're gonna definitely t tell them Use this. Yeah. And if you <laughs> tap and do some really fast tapping, you're going to get punished for it. So, um, obviously, we um, still have to um, see like what kind of punishment. Of course, if someone is like um, messing it up or doing some accidentally taps or something, like, yeah. you can always have some um, sticky situation with your controller where you accidentally you're not gonna get disqualified. So auto DQ. <laughs> no one is gonna like accidentally get disqualified or something. That's not gonna happen. Nah. So no one has to be scared about this. It's just um, we are working on exactly. So our goal is obviously that no one can exploit tapping. Yeah. At the same time, no one gets um, no DAS player gets. How do you say? Um, punished by punished. accidentally tapping. Yeah. <laughs> like so. There is a fine line between that and 
yeah, we don't really want to share how exactly we are going to do that, but we have plans for that, and it's still yet to be place tested, but we're working on that. And what? Who is going to work on the the event itself? Are there already commentators announced? Do you already have a host before for qualifying? Who will be host generally of the event and all that? Um, first of all, all of us. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> the whole CTG team will have to work on that. Uh, we also have a big Polish team. Chris Forrest obviously <laughs> managed to to bring some people together um, who will all help with the organization and the setting everything up and we don't have specifics yet who's going to commentate and who not but we have a really many people already a really big team of helpers yeah so we're confident um having in having enough hands and what is um traveling to firth like so there is I think a a nine euro ticket for the for the German train. Um, what is that? Can you explain a little bit what that is? Yeah, it's basically a ticket which you buy for one month, and it and it only costs nine euros, which is at the moment like exactly nine USD. Yeah. Um, and which allows you to make use of all regional trains, tram, uh, like uh, how do you call it? say the underground uh, train subway buses like you can take everything yeah except for long distance trains which like uh, cross cities and stuff yeah like but of course there are like regional trains that travel between cities as well which are just a little bit slower that's all so you can basically travel through entire germany yeah for nine euros in one month which is oh, wow. amazing yeah really. so that is and there are a lot of airports here in, in Germany. Which is the one you prefer that people fly to and then take the train to Firth? So people have um, many different options. There's the one I would recommend for most people would be Frankfurt. Yeah. Simply because it's the biggest one and you get the most cheapest tickets there. Yeah. So, but there's also the opportunity uh, to fly to Munich, which has a good airport as well, but and it's a bit closer, actually, to uh, Fürth. But the problem is that flights might be a bit more expensive. Yeah. So that's uh, the two big ones. Otherwise, you can also uh, fly to Berlin, but that's the longer way by train in the end. Um, if you want to cut costs, it might be an option there. Yeah. For um, not overseas flights, I want to add that uh, you can fly directly to the city of Nuremberg. Yeah. But um, I think uh, there aren't uh, landing any planes from overseas or oh, something. Yeah. That's like for more of some of the closer flights. So uh, I heard mm -hmm. already of people which will fly there and just take uh, like a bus or a train directly to the location or something. I'll just go by car. Or you will just <laughs> go by car, yes. That works as well, yeah. It's a five and a half hour drive for me. So it's uh, it's worth it. Don't need to uh, carpool with you, uh, Jakub. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that. To carpool with you. Nah, we're, we're looking for Benelux. Uh, don't don't go, go into carpool with, uh, with the Benelux because I'm not anywhere close with with anyone from the Benelux. I'm the only one east, uh, only one east side of of the netherlands and everyone is uh 
who are playing in the Netherlands, uh, Rockers playing up north, and the rest is all west side. And then we have the Belgian players. I don't want to travel three hours to, to Belgium <laughs> first to travel seven hours to Germany. <laughs> like I'm already uh, I'm already two miles from the German border. So uh, once one sneeze and I'm in Germany. <laughs> one sneeze yeah. and I'm in Germany. But um, when when you scout locations and like you said, you pretty much have have one confirmed. Do you look at overnight destinations for people where can they stay is that a factor what you that you need to bring in with your decision to hold a healthy a tournament like this in a city for example now Firth? yes and no because um from my experience you can find good places for overnight pretty much anywhere even in Saarbrücken yeah <laughs> um we will also, for this tournament, we will obviously help people find uh, places to stay because especially from overseas, maybe people are not used to looking up these kind of things, looking up hotels. They don't know where to find cheap hotels. Yeah. So we will definitely look, uh, look, look some places up and recommend them to people. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, going back to the tournament itself, qualifying is on Saturday, round one is on Saturday. What is the decision? Why is the decision made that every match is a level eighteen only start? Well, I feel like um, for a DAS World Championship, the skill level in the community, even with DAS, is, is so high that level fifteen just doesn't make sense anymore. Also, it's easier to plan with the schedule. Yeah, if you're having the same level. So that's basically the main reasons. Um, I would like to add one thing as well to an earlier topic. I know you can cut that in or just <laughs> leave it here. <laughs> I don't care how you do it, but um, about the everyone gets to play thing. Of course, not everyone is going to be in the bracket. So we are also planning on having things like uh, like site. I'm not going anymore. Excuse me? I'm not going anymore. I'm not going to play <laughs> in the bracket. <laughs> I mean, everyone is going to be in the bracket. <laughs> I know we will obviously have things like side tournaments, side stations, um, also stuff for casuals. For example, if you're not that good of a player uh, to play comf comf for comfortable, comfortable. <laughs> comfortably on level 18 plus, um, you can still attend, you can still qualify, and you can play in the side tournaments. Maybe there you will uh, win matches because this is where uh, this is aimed also for casuals. Yeah, is qualifying limited to eighteen only? If can you start anything above nine? I think it's actually free for other any level at the moment. So yeah. there are no plans for ch changing this. But if someone comes around and tells us a good reason why we should yeah. be allowed to start on level three, then we might change. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but any level is allowed. So. So you said that you you were going to also focus on casual casual players. Is it hard to reach those casual players because currently it's only known within the community? Yes, CTWC has made an announcement uh, on on the socials, but I feel like the players that are going to show up or the people that are going to show up are no names within within our community. So how do you want to attract the people who are not in the online scene? I think uh, people will attend there who are not that good, like casual player. 
even on our local German tournaments, there's always one or two casual players who maybe I mean there's a lot of players on the on the Discord servers. Yeah. Who have like 100k PBs or something, and we mostly see uh, these kind of people on the the tournaments, the IRL tournaments and stuff. So I think uh, we don't have to specifically aim for people like this. I think they will attend as well, even if it's just for the side tournaments or yeah. for watching. The most important thing is just to do good advertisement, so people actually like notice it. Which yeah. Like the podcast will have. Well, of course. Like yeah. if, if someone wants to know what is the what is this tournament all about, we can just you know look to the piece of penance YouTube channel and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> you find all kind of questions answered right there. Block, 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 just block, block. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe to PDP. Yeah, and to the PDP channel. PDP you know, only. you know what funny was. I don't know who leaked it, but <laughs> talking about the video. So I said it to um, uh, unlisted that yeah. video, so you could see it. <laughs> I, I was wondering, like I know you sent it like unlisted, and for some reason it, it was like it's, it was honestly it was still unlisted, and the one. I don't know who, but somehow I was asleep. So I, the 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 announcement. <laughs> so here's here's my plan. What I wanted to do, or what I told you, I made that video. It got it got some delay <laughs> because of the worst summer hiccup. So I wanted to do pretty much the day before the announcement. Horse wait because I was like, screw it. It's going to take so long. I'm done with this video. But fortunately or unfortunately, I had some hiccups. So I changed that. It was 11 p.m. when that video was done. I rendered it. I uploaded it to YouTube. Was unlisted. I sent it in the secret uh, uh, chat that we had to to discuss this this PDP episode. So I went to bed. I'm like, okay, when I wake up, I will plan it for 4 p.m. Central European summertime, which is 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then I wake up and I see like, oh, CTWC has announced CTWC Dance World Cup. Wait, my video is there, but <laughs> <laughs> who? How? How did you land there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My my guess is Vince Clementic is was in that chat, so maybe. Ooh, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but but it wasn't listed. And I'm waking up and you told me like you want to like publish this. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It already at like 200 views or something. <laughs> yeah. So so I quickly changed it from unlisted to public. <laughs> but it wasn't even meant to go public at that time. You know, when I when I saw it, some community members sent it in the CWC desk chat. Yeah. And I was like, where did he get it from? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I was so confused how it got leaked. Because it wasn't meant to be. I mean, I mean, even if it's not that big of an issue, but it wasn't. It wasn't. But I found it so funny. Yeah. I found it so funny that I just okay. Oh yeah, it's there and then Wing Fryer posted it on on the various uh, on the various <laughs> socials, and I was like, oh my god, what is happening here? <laughs> but you know what's funny with organizing things and planning announcements? It's always something like this. Always happens. And then, as the organizer, you always have to to act like it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
And if you want to watch some details on on CTWC Dash, you go go to the Peace Dependency YouTube channel, which uh, which is a brand new channel from the Peace Scout. Told me it's uh, you're now the owner of Peace Dependency Productions because you have a podcast and now a YouTube channel. So yeah, you can you can go there and watch that video. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on, let's go to Sunday. Sunday is going to be top 16 only. That That is one thing that it's for sure. Or is that also depending on if the bracket will be bigger, we'll may, may see a top 32 match there. Yeah, definitely. So, and as a comparison, uh, last German championship, uh, last year, uh, we had the top 16, which we played on two setups with two consoles each. And it was like... We had still a little bit of time spare on the end. Yeah. Um. So, like, if we say we are doing two streams, top twenty-four is easily, and top thirty-two might be possible. As yeah. Well. So we are easily, and we, we it's it's not it's not set at top sixteen. So, like, if we expand the bracket, we are probably gonna expand the second day as well. The semifinals and the finals are best of seven, first to four victories. Was the decision made to? Be to have that semi-finals and that finals to be a best of seven and not a regular best of five. I mean, the more games you have per match, uh, the more precise the end result will be. And we felt like, especially in the finals, it's very important to have very precise um, outcomes. Yeah. And not going for best of nine in the finals, just go for best of seven. I mean, with best of nine NTSC, um, it's it would be kind of much for the players. Like, who wants to play like ninety minutes of <laughs> NES Tetris uh, at a time? It might be a bit much. Yeah. I commentated a ninety-minute match once. Was not uh, was not NTSC. It was Paul. <laughs> was it with Adam? It was with Adam. <laughs> 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 it was the uh, top eight uh, low puck cup. Oh yeah. Uh, broadcasts and the finals was the best of thirteen. <laughs> 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 and the, between uh, Merke and uh, Mark Michas, and you oh. know it, it was one zero, one one, two one, two two, <laughs> and it ended up six six. So we had in the final deciding match, <laughs> <laughs> a match of ninety minutes, <laughs> and Aki was. Aki was with me in the commentary booth for the first few matches and he fell asleep or went away. <laughs> <laughs> so I had so I had to do the finals by myself and then Adam joined oh and Adam was joining and it was like the color commentator. So I had a I was doing play by play. He was going to do color commentator, but a freaking ninety minute match. Uh, yeah. One match. I'm used to I'm used to calling for ninety minutes, but then if I if I look at the Elo Clash, for example, <laughs> then I have like five different matches already, and not one single match. <laughs> yeah, we decided that best of seven would be a good compromise between having a competitive and <laughs> accurate result, and yeah. not playing at two hours for a single game. So that's <laughs> Even though we already have same P sets for everyone, so that's something that was very important for us. Yeah, and. We're using special cartridges, like we said before, um, to make sure everyone is getting the same pieces. Yeah. Especially with this, you're sometimes very RNG dependent. 
So like having some player top out because they get a 56 drought and while the other one gets three long bars. One of the, the greatest dance players is still Jonas Neubauer and um, there hasn't been talk but it's, it's something that comes up to my mind now. He is he is the dance player. Uh, people still call him the greatest of all time even even with now the players who play the tapping or the high, uh, the rolling style. Is there some some kind of tribute going on for Jonas? Do you plan that or are you trying to plan something like that? Um, we all obviously talked about that since this is also an important uh, topic for me. I, I knew him back then. I'm uh, uh, part of a community for a pretty long time now compared to most people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Show uh, with flex, but okay. So we we decided not to have a Jonas tribute, or at least not a not a very very big one, not a trophy. Yeah, um, because what I feel like there has been um, many Jonas tributes, like in CTWC, and we obviously will do do something something small, like in the qualifier, um, you had like a picture of Jonas. Uh, in the in the slides, yeah, or something like that. But I feel like, um, in a way, I don't want to um, shove shove this in people's faces all the time. Like yeah, we already had a lot of Jonas tributes everywhere, and um, I think it's kind of also time to focus more on the positive sides. Yeah. That that's fair, and is it going to be a tournament that that should that should should celebrate the life of that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we will. We want to convince people that death isn't that. Yeah, uh, that death isn't that. Yes, that's uh, one of our main goals. Like you have still the player base of people uh, only playing the death technique, saying. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to learn tapping. No, I don't want to learn rolling. No, I don't want to have butterfly tapping or whatever. Um, uh, and yeah, that's why um, we uh, we we want to bring even veterans back to picking up the game. Who to those who said, "Oh no, there's so many roles. I don't want to play again." Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the thing we want to accomplish with that. In my opinion, it's a very simple solution to a problem that some people just have no chance competitively yeah. without making it like, okay, this is it unfair. Like everyone can could play this if they want to. Like there is no, there is no downside of having extra tournaments with specific playstyles. Yeah. Like open, open tournaments with any playstyles. It's like in swimming. There is only one, one kind of technique being practiced. So yeah. It's the same in the official championship with CTWC, you only get like, probably it's going to end up with only rolling at some point. Yeah. So there has to be some, okay, it doesn't have to be, but it's like better to have a variety to get some, like it's not always the same. So you, you can actually get a fresh air maybe. Yeah. With only deaths only. Because like the difficulties with deaths only is way different because it's way more stacking, way less Okay, I wouldn't say wireless mechanics because that is not easy in any means, especially if you play at a very, very high level. Yeah. Which I don't. 
but um, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> but I would say stacking is just a lot of more relevant than when it is with uh, rolling. So CTWC DAS going to be uh, August twentieth and August twenty first in uh, Firth, Germany, Bavaria. <laughs> I'm going to look forward to that. I still don't have my time off then. So my work, if you're listening, I want my off days then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not 100% confirmed to go. I would like to go. I ask for time off for the weekend, but we'll, we'll shall see. But I want to end on a personal note. Like I always ask, what are what are the goals for 2022? What, what are your goals in Tetris personally? What is upcoming year? <laughs> Apparently, no one wants to talk, so I'm gonna go first. Um, personally, uh, for me, 2022 or 2023 long time goals are like Pulse of K, of course. I've got the Pulse 650 at the moment, so 700 is still far away. Yeah. Uh, but I'm working on that. And on NTSC, my long term goal is to get a 19 max out, which it's Easier said than done, especially because my PB is something like 770 uh, at the moment. So I'm working on that. But especially since I'm not playing NTSC for that long, I'm, I wouldn't say optimistic, but I feel like I've got it in, I've, I've got the capabilities of doing it yeah. someday. So I'm working on that because I feel like, um, that is my playstyle. And I don't see any reason at the moment to change this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm focusing on that. And yeah, what else? I, I'm not sure if I can, like, if DAS events will not be as popular at any point. Like, there might be the problem that I'm going to get worse compat compared to uh, competition, but I don't really care, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm just focusing on my goals and what I can do with limits I have and that's all. Amar? Um, I mean with Tetris I, I don't have really solid goals. I want to get good again. Yeah. Or at least get better. Maybe get a second seven hundred K. Yeah, I'm working on that. Um the thing is of course I want to get back into high level Tetris into the the one of the best players kind of kind of deal. But I really don't know if I have a, the time for that. Yeah, I started practicing a little more, um, which means half an hour a day for me, which is uh, not much at all yeah. compared to what I, I did a few years ago. So I'm just trying to get back into it. But if I can't, um, I'm not going to be sad because life goes on. I have I have different things now in my life. I have to take care of my goals um, are more in CTG organization than in. We're playing Tetris. Side. Yeah. Jakob? Yeah, like, um, I'm currently, like, in the middle, as, as I told in the beginning, I'm currently in the state where I uh, learn the rolling thing. Um, I'm in this transition phase right now with uh, playing still DAS in comp uh, and doing rolling, like, half an hour a day, like Mark, for example. Um, and... Uh, my goal would be, uh, I have a couple of things I didn't achieve yet on uh, a DAS. Like, uh, I'm 5k short of a 1.1. Oh, man. I am 80, 18k short of uh, 700k PAL. Um, 
I'm still um, quarter million away from 19 max. Um, I probably I won't grind the death 19 max because uh, my 19 is is as bad as it has ever been. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone who has seen a comp match with me, uh, it's uh, past 19. It's just a disaster. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I get that. <laughs> so yeah, my my goals would be at least the one point one, um, and afterwards, um, go go full switch to rolling. Like I'll make a hard cut, uh, in uh, competition with. Uh, I will do like a few months of break of competition and solely fo focus on getting into role play style and uh, maybe even. Put a pull out crazier scores. I yeah, mean, my first roll PB I got it like a week ago uh, is like eight lines on twenty nine. Nice. Um, it's more than I have with <laughs> with any other playing style. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, yeah, that, those would be my goals. And of course, uh, next to the Tetris goals itself, I want to focus on this commentator things like. A lot of people know me through the commentating thing. I uh, We received a lot of feedback because of the very energetic commentary on uh, CTGC, for example. Even on CTAC, uh, where I got to um, commentate over my first international tournament. Jakub and Polister. What a great duo. Oh, yes. Uh, I love that so much. Polly uh, is so great. Yes. <laughs> shout out to Polister. Such a great guy love to commentate with him um and shout out of course to jakob who is my uh, german co-commentator uh, also really great guy um but yeah um commentating is uh, definitely also one of my main focuses on this um and of course for german and maybe in the future my my ultimate goal for this would be to commentate a match on ctwc that would be so a dream for me oh yeah all right, Tracti, Mark, and Jakob, thanks so much for joining me here on this in-person Feast of Fantasy podcast. It was a blast to have you on. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks for having us on the podcast, Frank. Very, very a pleasure. And with that all being said, this will be the end of the Feast Dependency podcast. Thank you all for listening, and make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Tetris Friendly's Discord server and follow me on the socials at SirMazer. This episode will also mark the end of Season 2. Thank you all who listened this year and a big thank you to all the guests who made Season 2 of PDP possible. For me, it was a blast this year and I can't wait to return for Season 3. And Season 3 will start in November. For now. Have a great Tetris month. No, have some great Tetris months. And I will see you all in November. Bye. The Peace Dependency Podcast was brought to you by Total Radness. Shop your goofy food controller, TWO merch, and CTWC approved hardware on totalradnes.com.